that is a reference you guys apparently don't get because he was neither deaf nor mute for that thing, but it yeah, anyway. Ghost mm. of the Shell. So yeah. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. I got the <laughs> reference. I barely oh, okay. watch old anime. I was like, you guys took that way too literally to to clue me in that you understood the reference. So I had to. It's at least a fair shot that I've seen a popular anime. Um, like <laughs> from 1980. The, well, no, I'm just thinking like outside of the Ghibli movies, there are two that I'll have claim that I'll claim to have seen, and that's not entirely fair because there are a couple of like in that vein, but I don't think they were actually Ghibli movies. So I've offended like you know at least five people that like anime and watch this. Is show, one of but, them Akira? Because that's the one everyone's no. always seen. Except me. No, I pro I probably would have because like so, I never watched any with my dad. But like, dad liked like um, what's the uh, like Battle Tech and stuff like that, right? And Gundam. I think he's into Akira as well. So well, yeah, but they were kaiju, also and different Jaegers things, right? and Evangelion. So, no, I like we're talking eighties, right? Like this was before I was born, type stuff. So I don't um, know how far back Evangelion goes. I'll admit, but it might have been from the eighties. Same yeah, but I'm Gundam. pretty uh, sure it wasn't Googling. that one. Because like we had uh, we had some of the like aliens as toys, and then like he wouldn't let us play with the actual the Gundams, obviously. So let's see. Can't be trusted. <laughs> well, I mean, we were children. I wouldn't trust my kids <coughs> with my toys. <laughs> so uh, anyway, whatever. No, this is good. This could be our topic for the day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Organizations of anime, week, but structures. But yeah. No, so anyway, next week we um, have a topic. We're set. We're doing things. Yes, we even have yeah. homework. I've been doing some right. of it. Oh boy. Yeah. So I I liked Vampire Hunter D, and I liked Ghost in the Shell, and I guess I've seen um, Cowboy Bebop, but that I was ambivalent to that in a weird way like some people oh. just like gush and just like oh my god it's the most amazing thing ever you'll get some of that from me for a ghost in the shell even though it's been like 10 years since i've seen it all the way through but uh yeah uh, cowboy bebop was like all right this is pretty good so but anyway dresden organizations so well gotta you're the one wearing the, the, the shirts you can you can start it <laughs> that, off i am the authority of authorities is that what you're saying eg is <laughs> right yeah. there like you can't just you know pass the yeah but my organization is in the real world these are the yankees yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this fantasy land we're diving into and i gotta imagine between the whole team they've got at least two eyeballs so yeah 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 as a you know no that one we got <laughs> we did get the jokes this time oh you got the reference so yeah it wasn't funny, but we got it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we were talking about organizations in general, but last <laughs> week when we were discussing prepping for this, we were mostly talking about the Venatori and then one extra conspiracy theory for flavor that we're almost certainly going to have to touch on because, uh, you know, we we didn't do our homework. So, but. That doesn't so sound I, Apparently I'm in charge, so I'm going to pretend I'm the director, and I'm going to pretend I've done a bunch of research for this. So, so <laughs> there's yeah. So the, we we find out about the Vedatory primarily in backup, and then they yeah. show up in a couple of short stories and and comic books. Aside from that, well, I mean one of each, I think mostly. Um, right. They get mentioned in the main series, you know, in like Proven Guilty, I think. 
you know, from some of the reading that I was doing. But the Venditori is kind of interesting because they have a, a split organization due to the nature of what they're doing. They have the Venditori, I guess, you know, just like, you know, uh, the Hunters is what it translates to, at least according to the books and everything. And then you have the Venatorium Brurum, which is the Shadow of the Hunters, uh, which I think is what Thomas referred to them as, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because everybody assumes that it's the Hunters of the Shadows, but really they've probably got it backwards and it's the Shadow of the Hunters. Um, because the Venatori are the 200 some odd badasses that actually do the wet work, so to speak. Uh, and then you've got like 5,000 nerds that are backing them up, uh, according according to the wiki. I don't know where those numbers were pulled from, um, if that was a quote or whatever. But um, Dresden mostly just run, runs into the <laughs> Venatorium Brewerum and, uh, you know, the White Council in the same way, right? So they're basically like, my understanding is that they're mostly mortals. They're your kind of like secret, um, you know, secret lab type dudes you know, Black Mesa, sorry, I've been playing Half-Life 2 again, or, uh, you know, Hawkins Lab, right? Since I'm watching Stranger Things, we just caught up last night, but it's like, you've you've got those kinds of guys, right? That they're off somewhere in their secret lab doing research because you get to see some of their field operatives in Warcry. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of like the main people that are in trouble and we've got to go send what five wardens to go save them, right? Because we got the four kids in, in Dresden. So um so yeah they're they're kind of the guys that are doing the like super taboo dark research. They they tend to deal a lot with outsiders because um the Venatori themselves, the hunters are going after actual like cults or um you know possibly outsiders themselves. I mean you've got white court vampires on their you know on their payroll at least on some level. So, um, you know, I imagine they get their hands dirty in a fistful of warlocks. You've got was Wyatt Earp, right? Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. So, uh, as far as we know, very mortal, but you know, wasn't he, am I mixing things? Was he also a knight or no, I don't know. No. Okay. So I know we got into speculation both with like the Knights of the Cross at one point and, you know, the Venatori and just be like, what other famous characters would have been, right? So, um, yeah, because it's like, you know, you, how fun would it be just to be, go down the list of like the founding fathers and be like, you know, Ben Franklin almost certainly was a Venatori, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> or at least the Venatorium Brorum, right? I can't imagine he's getting a lot of field work. Abraham Lincoln might have been an actual Venatori, according to the movie. So, you know, he did hunt vampires, but uh, sure, Doc Holliday. I mean, yeah. I feel like he's Maybe. a little bit of a loose cannon for that, but that would have been entertaining. Right. Well, and I mean, you know, the the way that it's structured according to backup, right, is like, you know, you're all, I think you're only allowed to know like one other member, right? Because that's how yeah, it's you and your, down, so and it's your like, point of whatever, right? And it goes years without contact sometimes between these people. Right. Obviously not, so, not in Thomas and Laura's case because they're, you know. Right, right. But Laura has to know at least one other person, right, to be getting the receiving orders from them to then pass it on to Thomas. So she knows at least two. Right. Well, it's it depends on how they get it because the archive right. is running the whole show behind the scenes. So if she just kind of is sending out messages to the handlers, so to speak, you know, and they don't even know that she's the one doing it, because that's 
that that was part of the word of Jim was like basically no one knows that the archive is running this whole show by nature of the fact of what they have to do. Which makes sense. Although the the fact that in their history the uh, Venatori had tried to banish the fairies, that's a right. giant undertaking, and that sounds like it would take all of their entire tiny little organization to do so. Not necessarily, though. I mean, well, so so yes and no, right? Because like up to a point where they lost, it was oral tradition, right? Largely, you know, so like you had some instances and that sort of thing. But like, when they lost that part of the war, so to speak, was, you know, the Brothers Grimm, right? Thomas called them the G-men, which it always, it's yes. cute and confuses me because I'm thinking government. And then it's like, oh, no, wait, for for them, the Brothers Grimm, way scarier, way Yeah, but worse, also don't forget you know. Gutenberg. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So when what's fun about that, though, is because we see a little bit of that on the other side, too, I think, where basically like Mab dealt with the Brothers Grimm to make sure that shit got published so that they weren't going anywhere, you know, type of thing. So so you're literally getting to see both battle lines and Dresden in the middle, having no fucking idea, which is just classic for his character. Like, you know, vast, powerful wizard knows way too much and yet not enough all at the same time. You know, and literally in this case, because he would be like the next nuclear bomb in that war if, you know, he knew certain things. Right. Uh, and mm -hmm. and the White Council in general, you know, like the the next worst thing to, you know, the printing press and the Brothers Grimm is fucking wizards finding out about it, because, you know, not only are, are they going to add some level of permanence to something that needs to be forgotten to death which is a super cool concept in and of itself. But also some of these crazy ass wizards are probably going to use that power, right? Whether they think they can control it or they're the black council or whatever the case may be, like, you know, that would be, that would be terrible. So, it's interesting because wizards that they're wrong. Well, well you can, it doesn't mean they listen. listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the, the vein of well, what they had done with the, like the black court, it's publishing things to be able to make, Oh, that was the white court but same concept right. publishing things yeah. to be able to make sure that others either are constantly draining the well so it can never be replenished and therefore can't do giant amount of things uh or just uh so that others can use the information against their enemies and that's exactly what they knew was going to happen with the stygian sisterhood and, and backup and like that is what cannot happen but that is what the white council thinks it should do and they yeah, can't just it's explain the most efficient stupid way to go wizards. about it like, well, as soon as you tell wizards, you don't get to know this thing because it's bad. There's like, I'm going to know this thing and fuck you. Right. Yeah. I mean, certainly like wizards are always the, the trope of like knowledge for knowledge's sake, right? Whether it's good or bad or whatever, like we're going to go everywhere. And yes, sometimes it's dangerous. And yes, sometimes I'm the problem. But magic is the solution to all of those problems as well, you know, but, but it is kind of interesting that it's like the white council takes the stance that it's like, if we publish this and everybody uses it, that's why we've got new age books at the bookstore, right? Is because, you know, you're calling out to all of those demons and outsiders and whatever else, but they can't fulfill all of the orders. So basically nobody gets anything. Seems like a pretty effective way to make sure that even though the outsiders don't get obliterated they don't get consigned to oblivion that they still can't do anything right you know well, like so it would be interesting i mean some things can be forgotten to death some things probably can't be those ones that are pretty integral to some 
amount of the universe's existence and outsiders may not be able to be forgotten to death. Well, yeah. And, and I mean it to that regard, right? Like some outsiders can be, and some gods can be and whatever, but obviously like outsiders as a concept can't be for some reason, right? Like nobody's sitting around the campfire, just, you know, like, keeping a Shogath going, right? Like, you know, the monster that you see in, in Warcry, like that shit is consigned to the outside and nobody cares about that specific guy. So unless they're being carved off of like, you know, elemental fear or some other like, you know, group concept, you know, like obviously, you know, I'm sure HP Lovecraft probably set them back a, a level as well, right? You know, like, it's not his story per se, but you have the whole, you know, uh, the Lovecraftian universe and that sort of thing with, you know, the Hounds of Tindalos. It wasn't one of his stories, but it's always lumped into the same, to the mythos, you know, to to the Cthulhu mythos and everything like that. So, but, but like, yeah, those things aren't going to get consigned to oblivion, right? But, you know, I think they talk about in backup, like, you know, there's some old you know, old gods from Africa or whatever, that it's like, you know, the, the tribes that came up with them aren't there anymore or whatever the case may be. Like those guys are going away because that's how faith-based power works in the Dresden files, right? If no one's priming the pump and, and feeding the tank, so to speak, then it's going to go away. But there's obviously like other creatures that don't have to follow those rules. And it's kind of weird that the Fae have to because See, the Fae came from somewhere. To. Right, the fate the fate came from somewhere. I suspect that the fate don't have to be uh, known to be alive, but I think it does increase their power base. If somebody wandering around in the woods is wondering what's that creepy sound that's behind me, maybe it's an evil fairy that's going to eat my face. It gives them some extra power. It might also just give uh, people like Leah more of an angle of like I'm the fairy that you heard of in your childhood, and I can give you everything you want for a price. It gives them. Mm just kind of more like mental relevance, but, and therefore more power. But I don't think that the Fae can be forgotten to death as they are now because they are the guardians. Well, yeah, that their reason for doing what they did was to keep their tether. They're not based on, mm. you know, the same way the gods are empowered by faith and they needed that more active worship. The fairies didn't need that, you know, the mantles and all this. And we've, speculated and gotten various words of Jim about, but in general, the reason they needed the tether was the reason that they all needed the tether is so that they could, you know, be here. And because oblivion is not, ex I don't read oblivion as a place like the outside. It's more of a state of existence where you're just cut off from the world and state of non-existence. Well, I mean, I like you could probably be consigned to the never, never forever if you're forgotten, for instance, and then your dements in your realm will shrink and you'll just kind of, but it's, you know, it's not like you get sent to the void like you're, you know, an outsider. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is it is kind of tricky because it, it seems like you would be forgotten. I mean, yeah, you're forgotten to death in the sense that, yeah, like your power diminishes. And once the last person forgets your name and don't they mention something like the archive waits even a thousand years past that just to make sure delete it from the memory bank, yeah. <laughs> you know, just to get rid of it from the archive. And at that point, like, because take, take your suggestion on the flip side, right? If their domain just shrinks and they're just consigned to the never, never, I mean, the, the, 
theoretically somebody could stumble upon them again, right? You know, some Margaret Le Fay is running from whomever and and trips into, you know, you know, some 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 obliviated, you know, sorry, I, I've been trying not to say it the whole time. I'm just gonna go for it, but some, you know, some obliviated deity somewhere, and it's like, I mean, they're they're gonna be weak, they're gonna be nothing in that theory, but you know, that would potentially re-jumpstart the process and it doesn't seem like it works that way. You know, maybe that'd be a fun hook for a story, you know, in a role-playing game or something like that. But I guess you know, it depends right. on how long it takes, right? You know, if, if, right. if you're cut off and, you know, you're something that relies on more of an active warship, then you're probably going to fade even quicker than, like, you know, Mab and them are probably going to last for a while if they got cut off tomorrow. Eventually, sure. things will... But that's also because of the nature of the mantles is it's it's fixed power. So right. they're they're a little trickier anyway to get rid of in that regard. Which I mean that that kind of takes us back to the cosmology thing too, right? Like so if so going all the way back, right? So if the mantles belonged to a deity, theoretically, and they got diced up and passed on to to the Fae, which is, you know, one of the theories that we see crop up every now and again anyway. Like, that's not how that power should work, though, right? So, like, either they would need to find a new way to fuel it, or eventually shouldn't that power disappear? Unless, by nature of being a mantle, it plays by different rules, but I don't think it does, and that's why you've got Odin, Vaterun, Kringle running around doing what he's doing, because he does need to find supplemental power. He does need belief. That's why he's got like, you know, Kringle is, you know, Kringle's going to be the main thing that's going to be juicing him up and keeping him going at least, even though he, he's obviously going to be limited in how he can use that power. I don't think he got nearly as many people believing in Odin per se, but at least his name is out there. So he's not going anywhere. But like if, if he was Odin and he decided to split Odin into three to six pieces or whatever the case may right. be and pass that on, what's keeping that going? You know, like. Right. I mean, that's, you know, that's why I've always thought the mantles were sort of the answer to that problem of eventually we're going to run out of juice. We need something more stable to, you know, stick around. And that's why the mantles are what they are. Because, you know, you can't. As far as we know, and depending on how it actually goes with the lady's virginity, but putting that aside, you can't really just destroy a mantle. You can change it. You can absorb it. You can shift it from court to court if you have the table. But it's it's this well of power that's meant to transfer. It's meant to endure. And so it, it seems more like because the Fae are so tied to humanity, you can influence it. You know, like Kringle's... He is a lesser mantle to a, de a big degree, but you can influence it through human um, faith and aspects and what these people do. And you can you can either, I guess, play into that as the fairy, or you can sort of be twigged to go that way. Um, you know, because I don't think the Kringle of a thousand years ago is the same guy running around now giving out presents in that same, you know, he changed. He morphed over time because that's what people saw him become. You know, he's not sticking toys in people's shoes anymore. So Fear, the, only, the only mantles we've seen actually change hands so far have been the ladies, right? And <clears throat> Harry and Lloyd Slate, the knight. 
th th those are the only ones we've actually seen pass from one person to another, right? Every other mantle, even if we know it is a mantle, we've never seen Kringle go to a new person. You've never seen the Earl King change to a new person. So the the nature of its preservation. Well, I guess, I guess technically Ivy, we know how that past was was her birth. Uh, mm. Well, that's confusing then. Um, well, funny. hers is also a different weird mantle for that's a different issue, right? But mm. Bob's statement that Molly is just going to be Maeve in a few years, and how scary that mm. is—that we don't know that that's going to happen. Ivy, we, but we haven't seen that happen to anyone else either. We don't know for certain that that's what would happen if someone else took the Earl King mantle, that he would just be the same exact person over the course of a couple well, decades. Well, it's seen, based I, on what we've seen with Molly and Mab as we've gotten to know her, it's it's essentially up to the holder as to how long, like you're going to give it a thousand years, you're going to be more or less indistinguishable. But at the same time, if there's enough of you in there, you can sort of hang on a little bit. Right. But it's like the preservation quality that you're talking of what the mantle is doing and making it a more fixed idea probably comes with the drawback of it's you're going to be heavily influenced to be the same person that that well, was. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to. Right. right. But that that rule of mantles might be specific to the fairy queens in their court. Yeah, yeah I would I, I would think so. I don't think it's quite. I mean, the archives is obviously a very uh, yeah, assertive mantle weird. of its own. For its uh, own reasons. Quite, this quite the digression. Yeah, there's there's definitely a couple of comments that I wanted to address too. So that's a good one to start with. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting that it's like, is if there is an archaeological, you know, footprint that, you know, somebody would be able to dig up. But on the flip side, like the nature of the archive is to know literally everything that's written down to the point that Dresden can write a note on a napkin and she's going to get the message, right? And... So like, I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's outside of the bounds of possibility that she knows that, right? She, like, she, she's not allowed to forget until those ruins are destroyed or the, you know, the, the relief decays enough and falls off the side of the temple and is no longer recognizable or something like, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, human generations, you know, a thousand years is a long time for, for humans, right? <laughs> Um, so, and now that she so gets digital, if this thing theoretically did happen and, you know, they scanned it and she's going to know again. Right. And I mean, so like even taking some, you know, semi-serious examples, right? So like, um, Sumerians, right? Like if I recall correctly, like Tiamat comes from their legends, right? But it's now been republished and repurposed as like the queen god of you know dragons for D D, right? So that the name Tiamat is not going anywhere, even though very, very likely the nature of what the original lore was has greatly changed over several thousand years. But that would be a, a pretty good example where it's like, how long was the idea of Tiamat basically all but defunct? until some little freaking nerds decided to resurrect it in their board game, in their tabletop game, and, and give it credence that way, you know? And so, um, you know, it just, it brings up even more interesting vortices of ideas where it's just like, you know, this was all but done until that fucker invented the printing press, and then Gary Gygax invented D&D, &D, or at least codified it as a system, and, you know, on and on and on. And what what's the next thing, you know? Some... Well, some Jerkweed made a made a VR game about it or, you know, 
I mean, what sport, sports entertainment, right? Because that's what we know with the gods and wrestling and Thor and doing his college football thing from the word of gyms. It's like, right. this is another way. They've, they've now changed what they had to do to get as much of a, a juice bump as they can. Right. You got millions of people cheering them like they are, you know, heroes and gods again in, in, a, in a less uh, uh, direct way, but still. Right. Um, yeah. So one of one of the other things to to kind of um, tie in. So a comment from our Facebook feed was um, talking about the difference in mantles and and the gods uh, was kind of like the difference between the I might butcher the the pronunciation a little bit, but the the Vanir and the Aesir, where mm -hmm. it's just like you've got gods and elemental forces, right? So, you know, and that, that does kind of skirt on what I had suggested with the, um, you know, with the Shogoth, right? Is that maybe it is an elemental, it's elemental evil or it's elemental fear or it's elemental whatever. Um, so it doesn't have to follow the same things. You're not, you're not summoning Bob the Shogoth, you're summoning fear. And it just happens to be like, you know, the creature from Star Trek, the next generation. I'm sorry. I couldn't help, but be a nerd for a second, but you know, you basically have a pool of black evil come and decide to eat people's faces and, you know, tip over like ancient kingdoms, because that's apparently what the Shogoth did in the Tristan files, or at least a Shogoth. Right. Um, you know, so like you get, you get that kind of thing, but the point here being is that, you know, maybe there are very distinct sets of powers, right? The mantles are obviously a thing. The mantles, um, maybe the mantles are elemental power in the sense that, you know, like they're tied to the seasons at least. So yeah. Well, like even, even take, so like, I'm not trying to conflate things by saying that Faravax is a mantle, right. But he is elemental. Mm -hmm. And so like he, nobody's worshiping Faravax, at least not that we're aware of. Right. And yet he exists. Um, whereas like, you know, and maybe the mantles work on a similar level at least, but maybe they can also still benefit from that power. And yeah, well, it'd be like the difference between big eye and small eye immortal. You know, there's two ways of looking sure. at these things. You, you, Ferovex is an elemental cosmic force of nature, but he's also, you know, he's not a mantle. If he dies, he dies. It's what happens. Thank you, Dolph. Every time, every time. So, yeah. But, you know, well, the, the, yeah, the courts are obviously, you know, by their nature. And even the, the, uh, the wild fae, I mean, it's all very, very tied with just being kind of, they are what they are. And you're not right. going to stop it any more than you would stop a hurricane. Maybe you can redirect it if you're lucky. Yeah. But I mean, even, I mean, he's compared to elemental forces with uh, Hades. I think he's like, you can't, you know, handshake a mountain or whatever. You know, th these are just sure. also descriptors of these people because they defy other conventional you know. Well, of... and yeah, interestingly, Hades is another example, right? Like, you know, he he is a god. Theoretically, he needs to be sustained through worship, but it's like, who? You know, like, I think there's a quip about, you know, the, the Hercules Disney movie, right? Or something like that. Or maybe we've joked about it before, but it's just like, so I'm sure that didn't hurt, you know, at the same time, but no one's just sitting there keeping well, it that fire going. Feelings. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it didn't hurt his power, you know. Um, well, Hades is an interesting but... one because he's already, through classical and through his own words, he's never been one that's sought veneration in the same way as all his siblings. So he seems also to be, but he's also the most grounded one, right? 
So literally it maybe it's hmm? yes, he's undergrounded. Very, very funny. <laughs> Sorry. But it could also be due to the fact that he is the most active in what his purpose is. So perhaps that allows him a measure of, you know, uh, doesn't have to expend as much energy for instance, or something, you know, the more you do what you're supposed to do, the less you have to feed. Right. Well, yeah. And a, a further digression, but like, what yeah what happens to hell or hades if people stop believing in it right or tartarus or or whatever and are these distinctive places anyway but like clearly you know hades is there taking care of you know greek hell like if you forget that he does the job does somebody else take over does the whole place just go up with him or is is that a reason why he stays around because you know, that's well, that's like turning off the power on the containment unit in Ghostbusters, right? He like, has multiple Do they just purposes. get out? <laughs> you know, like... But he has multiple purposes. He is the, the place where all the dead people are. Right. Or at least are the ones that had b believed of that mythos. But he is also the armory. That purpose is eternal. Sure. So that purpose... Well, that, yeah, but... He, he's also but connecting... He's, he's connecting his realm, though, to the real places to make it that armory because the exactly everything that they had to do to make it possible for skin game by doing that, he's reestablishing the connection and keeping it alive. I don't know, but that's not necessarily enough to maintain godlike power, in my opinion, right? Like you get every generation or two or ten, you get a guy sweep through and pick up the artifacts or whatever doesn't necessarily like it. That's not nearly as much as, you know anything odin's doing right like any one thing that odin's doing and he's doing a, a dozen Many potentially things. right you know so like another idea that i had while you were talking though is like what if what if it's the spirits because like what you said the spirits believed that they would go there so they went yeah. there which is another theological so it's like a, a happy feedback have, loop of yeah yeah like the spirits maintain him because they were mortal spirits and they believe in him. So, you know, as, as long as they're there, you know. And could, let's face it, we know that, you know, ghosts, you gobble up enough of them, you can create a mantle. So if even if you're just getting the, the whispers of that and right. you're always there. Yeah. Right. If someone had managed to dethrone him and take his place, that would be something. Um, That's all. But the if they they would have to have like moved themselves into his infrastructure to be able to make that work likely they yeah, would, would mean, take on his identity as the mantle um for everything that he's been working for to make it stay stable otherwise if they parking. weren't willing to to literally steal the identity of it then they, it right. might not work and it, it might it might come back yeah that might be his key to immortality well, hearkening to what EG just said, Dark Hollow, right? It is probably literally easier to eat him than to supplant him, right? Like, I, I don't imagine how you would how you would trick the mechanism into being like, yes, I'm the new Hades or whatever. You probably metaphysically need to consume his power. Right. And, or, and or physically, like the Red Court did when they usurped the, you know, the old Mayan gods. Right, and that's what they did. Is they basically basically ate them or half ate them, took on, right. and then got worshipped that way. Right. Yeah. But 
again, like that falls into it. Like they eating him would then have to, you have to fulfill his duties to keep it going. The same thing that Mayans did. They had to keep going in the pantheon ritual role to be able to still be the gods. Yeah, well, I think if you ate just him, probably. But I mean, like the Dark Hollow, we know, was going to gobble up the hunt and the Earl King. And I don't think Cowell was planning on just doing what the Earl King does after that, you know? I feel like that would have, it was plus all the death it would have caused and would have been absorbed. It was going to sort of warp it into something else. You know, he was going to be essentially this mantle of death and chaos or whatever you want to call it, which I assume even if he is genuine about his notion that, oh, we're going to end death would probably have been a helpful sort of. Uh, Could the Dark Hollow actually swallow an entire other mantle that is immortal on its own? Like swallowing the Earl King and keeping him versus just taking the hunt that he had summoned. Those are two different I mean, things. And I'd always thought of it as latter. Mab, her, Mab was happy to call Kemler a madman. So <laughs> she respects him enough to think that this, you know, even if it doesn't do that exactly, because we know from Word of Jim that the Earl King kind of made his base in the same way. So it could also be that because he was sort of empowered the same way that it maybe. You know, it, it it jives with this. It's it was Halloween, right? Uh, so the Earl, that too. Yeah, the Earl well, there is that too. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't anything special. Maybe he eats well, the hunt and then has enough power to to wrestle the Earl King and then take his mantle that way. You know, and then basically he's like you know mantle times two, and then starts trying to eat up everything else because it also wasn't just the hunt the hunt was a huge part of it don't get me wrong but like they were concerned that a good chunk of chicago was going with it right mm -hmm. plus all of you know who knows how many ancient peoples were buried there and the the enochians <clears throat> and and all of that other stuff right so um there was a ton of shit they had maneuvered into place to be able to scoop up that power um but yeah, like one of the other ideas that kind of jumped out at me while you guys were talking is like the idea that, um, you know, sure, like uh, Cal is doing the Dark Hollow. He's going to slurp up all this power, right? How much is that then going to bind him? Uh, for whatever reason, I had a flash of Aladdin pop into my head when Jafar becomes a genie, right? Like, so he slurps up the Earl King's power. He shouldn't be free of those bonds. That's not how power works. Not in the Dresden Files, right? So... He would have been obligated potentially to whatever the Earl King was in some way, unless whatever the Dark Hollow is doing turns it into like just elemental energy, right? I don't imagine he would just go back to the Earl King's domain and, and just be like, well, I'm the new Earl King, blah, blah, blah. But I could kind of see it taking on like creepy necromancy shades of, okay, I'm in the domain, but we're going to redecorate. There's going to be a whole bunch more skeletons around here, right? You know, they're just going to be like... Um, you know, like you, you're going to have all the, yep, this is now a lich's lair type of vibes where it's like, you know, we've got dead trees over there. We've got skeletons over here. And and then the goblins, they were just here when I got here. So we left them. You know, it was a nice aesthetic. But uh, I mean, we can't yeah. rule out the possibility that Cal doesn't know all of what he's getting into, I suppose. But it sure. seems like, you know, if he's got this idea that he's going to do this and essentially like kick down the council's front door in Edinburgh, which is, which outside of a little god or a fairy queen, you you need that kind of power. Right. Um, you know, if he has enough autonomy and authority to do that, then you know it probably goes back to 
this is why everybody was so fucking scared of Kemmler is because he was essentially upsetting the natural order in all sorts of ways. Right, for sure. I mean, it seems like his thing. Although he was smart enough not to do it on Demon Reach when he was the warden. Maybe he hadn't invented it yet. Yeah, or or he, he definitely got the idea that you are what you eat. And that kind of concerned him. He's like, look, I'm an evil, scary fucker, but these things keep me up at night. So, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, at that, yeah, I really don't think you could swallow up any, any, even any one thing. Like, even if you swallowed up just like one Nagloshi, I mean, you're pretty much not you anymore. But you fucking swallow everything in Demon Reach, including presumably Alfred, because he's there. Right. It's like, you, there's, there's no, you might as well just explode like the island was going to. Right. Yeah. I mean, in that, I mean, that's another thing too. Maybe he couldn't have, you know, maybe, maybe Kemmler couldn't do it without triggering the failsafe because that's what a failsafe is for, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I guess if you, well, I mean, if he's the warden, he can let them out at any time. So, right. you know, if he does that, it's, I don't know. I guess you'd probably have to do it one by one then, because you don't want to unleash everything and then hope your vortex is strong enough to swallow it all necessarily. Right. All right. Now I'm starting to get some dark Doctor Strange vibes. So, you know, it's like, let's just keep eating demons. That couldn't possibly go wrong. Oh, it's the universe. The whole thing. It imploded. Fine. Make it. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, well, so that got us a, a, a little bit afield of uh, the Venatory, but um, yeah. well, this is why Oblivion is, is important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's it, it's fun because it, it was like a little bit of a rehash, but at the same time, you know, very important and well, okay, kind so of some new new ground. So back to the Venatory is it doesn't seem like they understand or know everything that's going on either because. If they did try and banish the fairies, that which is a very reasonable human thing to want to do, you are right. getting rid of the guardians of all of your reality. So True. they don't know that. Does the archive not understand that, or does she not have as full does. control over that? Right. Is she, like, is she know. just like, what are these uppity humans doing? No, stop it. Well, it was it was like it was a different host at the time too, right? So we're we we don't know how much of like the archive is like the mantle or mechanism or whatever is in control. It doesn't seem very much at all. It just seems like you're saddled with all this extra baggage, more or less, right? And don't get me wrong, there's power there and and other things that we've seen Ivy tap into, but like maybe maybe it wasn't benevolent when they were trying to off the fairies, right? Like if you're a normal human, like theoretically you can get corrupted or whatever, or maybe the person who was the archive at the time was just going down a checklist and be like, and fuck those guys, it's their turn. I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't imagine that Ivy doesn't know that. Um, but maybe at the time, you know, some other things were going on, but yeah, it's, it seems like you would start with smaller fish and, like we don't know where the archive came from either, do we? Like, well, if the, the books that says humans made it, created right. the archive some five thousand years ago or whatever it was, I believe. Sure. Um, you know, people like the 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 uh, the oracles have been it, so it goes back right a while. We don't know how Older they made than it. The White or... Council. <laughs> hmm? 
Well, yeah, it could have been. I mean, was, you know, they're the White Council seem, you know, a bunch of wizards who want to store a bunch of knowledge seem like the kind of people who would have right. the power and the and the desire to make a walking library of Alexandria for all time. Right. But we don't know because Lucio says as much. Some, you know, number of thousands of years ago, we don't know who and we don't know why created the archive. It's like, right. all right, cool. Well, yeah, yeah and that, I mean, right. Th those those were curious things, but it that it also twigged with your whole Library of Alexandria comment that it's like the Merlin was seen going into the Library of Alexandria to save books, and it's like if he knew that the archive existed, and how could he not? Because I mean, Dresden's nobody, and he knows that the archive exists, right? Like you'd think, be like, he'd be out there just sipping tea, be like, "Well, that fucking sucks," but I'm gonna. Yeah, go but to she's the not gonna write it down again month. for people. Whatever was in Alexandria was lost. Well, even though she has yeah, the she's, supposed, she's not writing uh, it down. It, we only have Ivy to go on, but we'll, you know, if the archive's supposed to be a neutral player, you know, Merlin's probably not gonna be able to just like pick her brain for anything at any time. Right. Yes, I, I mean, would like to make a donation to your cause. Thank you very much. So someone had I was going to say probably. <laughs> I mean, seriously, even if she was inclined to tell someone, a wizard would probably be the last person. Be like, hey, so that remember that that thing I wrote down? Oh yeah, you know the scroll that I've been trying to get rid of for five hundred years. No, never heard of it. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Well, in that case, sure, it, it certainly wouldn't be like a full reconstruction, but still, I wouldn't like. If I if I knew a person that was the sum of all knowledge, I would not run into a burning building. I mean, oh, I'm an art mage, so maybe fire's the least of my concerns. Now, there, there's there's <laughs> a new headcanon. The Venatori responsible for the the fire at Alexandria because the archive needs some shit gone. Right. Hmm. hmm. Maybe they're the one that offed Merlin. That would be really lame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that would just... Yeah, that would be. But it's also just, like, thinking of them being at odds is uh, kind of fun. Um, well, I mean, everybody's at like, odds, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Lucio. Especially because the... I can't fully remember. It said that, that the archive was meant for, like, if giant disaster happened to humanity, she would be able to make it possible to restart better. Like, if nuclear apocalypse, mm -hmm. here's how you make medicine immediately after. Well, Yes, something like that. Um, but we just like haven't plagued back then. We don't know of any time when she's actually disseminating information, do we? We don't know if that's ever happened. We just well, because she's she purpose. really probably hasn't had to, because if that's her function, you know, she's a receptacle of all this knowledge for a certain time and for two purposes essentially to get rid of these things that we don't know about in the main story. And to kickstart humanity again when everything goes to hell. Neither right. of those things have happened to. But at coincide. what point does she have? To, at what point is she allowed to act? I guess like did she help the White Council take down Kemler? Would she have helped uh, take down Cowl after the Dark Hallow? I don't know if she's. Would she have know, helped? I mean, she was there, although she wasn't doing much with after Enya. Uh, if we go by the literal description, she's an Avenger, not a Prevenger, right? I mean, she's she's an after the fact. She's also neutral, though, too, right? Right. So, like, right. you know, right, but I mean, she's it, on the side of humanity to help them 
do these so things. So she's but... not going to take a step of this side of the human war versus that side of the human war. Fine. But at what point will the archive step in against magical creatures versus humanity? Exactly like Enya. It, that's a tough question because she, so she's gone active a couple of times, right? One, one of the, at least one, no, she was, she was there. She didn't, she didn't like throw down with the gods, but she like. No, she, she was does, doing support stuff. Yeah. But what was she doing? Um, she also, she also did the, at the uh, aquarium and she's not neutral as far as it comes to outsiders and non-human entities, right? Since she's gone after the Fae and she's gone after, you know. But uh, it is Enya, Enya Dalton. It's Enya. No, no, he's right. <laughs> FDM. But but anyway, um, so yeah, I'm curious about that. I mean, because I guess as far as the accords go, she's neutral. Sure. And the Accords are relatively recent, so I guess they got over that whole you tried to murk me back before the Gutenberg press thing. Um, are you really a friend of me if you haven't tried to completely wipe out your counterparts? You know, the enemy side of friend me. <laughs> uh, like, well, Matt is probably like, uh, you know, had I been in your shoes, that would have yeah. made sense. But I, it, the difference is Mab is like, I absolutely would have shot my shot. The difference is I wouldn't have missed. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's what you'd get from sure. Mab. It'd be like, of course you should have taken the shot, dear child, but you missed. That's the problem. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so, I mean, the archive is, and there's also got the self-preservation thing, right? Like she's supposed to, stay out of these types of things because she's the last hard drive. Right. <laughs> she's also not well, and then, to really be. Yeah, you're talking about like rebuild society in case of nuclear war. And I'm like, I mean, that's an obviously very existential real fear for the last, you know, 50 or 60 years. Does she sleep in a bunker? You know, like, because she should. Well, <laughs> she's, know, pro like, she's probably got enough magical defenses to theoretically withstand that. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, the, I guess the good news is like in a, in a lot of those cases, I would imagine the orders would have to be written down. So she'd know about five minutes before everybody else, right? But at the same time, like... Oh, yeah, she could and she, she could just like slip into the never-never if she wanted to at that point. Maybe, yeah. That's... There's... Holy crap, there's like a whole episode of speculation yeah, now. Like, I, what would the archives' defenses look like? Like, she... So... I mean, there's no reason to neglect your physical security, regardless of all your magical stuff, right? So where she's at, like at a minimum, I would I would imagine it being a mansion, you know, akin to like, you know, uh, Doctor Strange's place, right? Something along those lines where it's like, yeah, okay, it doesn't have to be like living quarters and shit like that, but it's a large imposing building. She's got magical defenses. And I mean, hell, I guess she could go through security by obscurity and live in an apartment in the middle of nowhere. But like, she's going to need to know what's on the other side of the never, never in case she needs to Dresden out. Right. So on the other side, what does that look like? And what are those defenses? Look Unless like? she has enough juice to temporarily make her own bridge to wherever she wanted to go, which is not impossible. She's got a lot of power. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I imagine regardless of whether she can or not, she's going to know what's on the other side of her closet door because she's a lot smarter than the idiot wizard we follow. Right. Well, and 
and then do you think we're going to see it? You know, do you think things are going to be that bad, you know, when like the, the BAT or when the Kaiju attacks and all of that shit, you know, like we're going to get some. <laughs> Maybe yeah. she has plans for a Gundam or a Jaeger. Her head yeah. somewhere. <laughs> She's got a, a Warforged Colossi in her back pocket. Just be like. All right, it's time to break oh, out the one who's going to put Here's Bob in the Statue of Liberty. She's the one who's going to put Bob in the Statue of Liberty and turn him into a. Ooh. Yeah. That's not my idea. That's long, yeah. long since. Yeah. I forget yeah. who came up with it, but. I mean, at least since Skin Game, right? Since we saw him take over the, uh, the lions. Lion. So. Yeah. Well, that's what people also wanted much more creepily to happen with Bonnie to have her put in Helen Beckett's daughter. People are weird, man. Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. Anyway, gonna see if I can flush that out of the system real quick, but. Uh, no, keep it. Keep it it's just, yeah. Hmm. So and you got you got five thousand years of compound interest and prep time. Like, I mean, I I'd be good to have a year of unlimited money and prep time as a wizard. Could you imagine the the archive being like? Well, it's funny because I mean, you have her mother, right, who was essentially a teenager and not ready for the job and all this stuff. So right. up until that point, it probably would have been very stable because. You know, through Lucio's spiel, is like you know this this whole thing is set up to keep the archive essentially insulated. You get it when you're like thirty or forty. You've had enough of a life to, you know, be your own person, and now you're getting saddled with all this, but you're not a child, which is bad. Um, in a lot of ways, it's funny because it should be easier to like overwrite a kid, but at the same time, I guess kids are to go back to the phrase. A little more of an elemental force and not necessarily as controllable <laughs> right because obviously we see ivy you know go against her her jarvis protocols for harry's sake for instance and then gets rid of kincaid very stupidly but that's a different issue yes yeah well emotions right so kincaid was supposed to be her number two in the jaeger pilot you know in the jaeger cockpit but uh he I was going to say, I'm pretty, I'm, she can talk about her feet reaching the pedals now all she wants. He's still driving the fucking thing. Right. right. I mean, just because your feet can reach pedals, why would you want to be the one driving? Driving sucks. Well, yeah, no, he's, he's driving because he's going to have the, the tactical training necessary. She's manning the guns because she's got the guns necessary for it. So also, well, I don't know. I uh, mean, he's, an I think he's wheel man and so. shotgun out the window. Yeah. Well, I mean, also sniper and, you know, whatever, but. And then he could go Air Force mode with his, you know, demon form and just fly. Assuming those wow. wings work. Yeah. Thank, thanks for see. bringing that up again. What? You have nightmares? <laughs> no, I just like, because we needed to talk. Is it, is it Mavra? Is it Kincaid? What's he doing? Why is he so big? It's is he human as Dresden? Is Dresden demon. human? Oh no! <laughs> See, that's all. There's that's attached, man. That's not in a bubble. You thought it's only attached because you vocalized it. 
you said it could have been it could have been left to the side and the implications but no, no. implications <laughs> yeah. yeah because uh, of the internet. so the downfall of the venatorium brorum is the fact that they're so disconnected that they don't know what they're doing might not be smart just like trying to erase the fairy guardians and yeah uh, i don't know like the just it's like yes they should be fearful of fairies and if they are going to be so partisan towards helping humans probably a good thing to get make the monsters go away but as everything else kind of points out you need the fairies because they are the monsters that are on your side but the venatory don't even get to know that because knowing is bad <laughs> It's like knowledge is power, but you don't get any because that's bad. I mean, to a degree, I don't. It's the the Gates one is weird because it's like the more people that know about it, I guess in theory could be a problem. You know, if you get one person who's like, I would like the Gates to open, and now I'm going to work towards that, as opposed to thinking they're a metaphor like Dresden used to. Well, Dresden's um, an idiot, but how many people on the White Council who know the rules of uh, magic? And say like, "Hey, what are these gates that they say are bad things?" I want to know well, where they are. Uh, for example, the senior council would know, right? Well, obviously, one of them works there, but I, I would, right. I would hazard to guess that every single person on the senior council is aware that no, these are literal physical things, even though they are don't they? really know what they the left Christos in does. the room with. It's, what's her face alone? Well, okay, so he's an exception, like. I mean, I understand why Dresden thought it was metaphorical because what the fuck is the outer gates actually mean? But other people are smart enough to ask the question of what it's the starborn that people keep saying to me and ask, what are these gates and how do I make sure I don't open them by accident? Well, you make it a law. <laughs> right. Thou shalt but, not open the outer gates. But if it's just the, the concept of like, if you say, don't go over there, I need to know where over there is so I don't go there. No, say, don't you don't open even the ask the, the question the and therefore you'll never have to worry about it. That's it. Wizards. Just don't go, don't go chasing waterfalls and don't go opening doors. <laughs> it's easy. TLC told us long ago. In the before times. Mm. Is this the before times that included like pants, you know, before everyone just wearing leggings and lounge pants because COVID. I don't know. I still I mean, don't wear leggings. It. Hold on. How old are you? It might have been before you were born. So it might have been that before times, but only just okay. if it was. So you don't know TLC? Uh, the Learning Channel. That became a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was in the third grade and we were listening to that and Gangster's Paradise and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Quite a progressive Mormon household you had there. Wasn't even the house. It was at school. So looking back, I am kind of surprised. But uh, yeah, some of it makes sense. Some of it's just like, yeah. Anyway, that's that's your uh, that's your piece of advice today. Don't go chasing waterfalls. So um, oh, the rest right. of the advice is stick to the lakes and the rivers you're used to. So 
but just don't read anything Peabody translated. You'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you're going to just get bad grammar anyway. So, hey, German is untidy. <laughs> Andreas would know. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah German's untidy. I, I'd really like to see what he thinks about English. You know? <laughs> I mean, we've heard his English. It's very untidy. <laughs> yeah. See what happens when you're not here, Andreas? You get made fun of. And guess what happens when you are here? You get made fun yeah. of. Yeah, I was like, but well, he a could nice defend himself. Defend is a strong word. He could <laughs> attempt to defend himself. He is sort of like, blah, 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 and then yeah, he can, <laughs> he can complain. I think uh, right. Yes, and mm, next week he's gonna have to do a lot of defending. I'll have to say that. <laughs> which ones did he pick again? Creep and Cabin in the Woods. Oh, okay. One of those is good. Yeah. I don't. Have, right, well, I haven't. I watched Creep last night, and he has a lot to answer for. Hmm. All right. <laughs> In her uh, needing to watch horror movies because of some dumb prompt that we stuck to for whatever. Uh, yeah, if only look, there was a director who could have directed our <laughs> topics in this matter. Well, actually, and, and I think like, it's turning out well, but I have to, to question. Premise, so. <laughs> hmm. Yes, some of you guys have bad taste. We've been over that, <laughs> so... We've got like a whole podcast about how bad your taste is. Beggars can't be choosers. You wanted prompts. We got prompts. Yes, we did. It's just like. The one after that's going to be even worse. Because it's very vague. Andreas is one fan in the chat. so It's a mystery why. (laughs) Yeah. Andreas couldn't make the show today. But then his one fan showed up instead. So. Amazing. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, it's too good. It's actually Ben. <laughs> yeah, so Dalton, for, towards your comment, what, what we did is because we couldn't decide what kind of horror to watch, we wanted to do our favorite, and then we wanted to do the scariest, uh, for us personally anyway, right? So, so I think Cabin in the Woods is probably his favorite because... I, I didn't find that particularly scary, and I have no idea about creeps. So but. maybe he finds meta commentary terrifying. There you go. Nice. Um, yeah. So let's see. Yeah, because I did the mist, which you know, like I mean, it's creepy-ish, but it's solidly horror. But it's just my favorite overall. And then. I had to go with it because I was like, what's the last movie that I lost sleep over? And, you know, that was it. Huh. <laughs> Thank you. I'll I got the pay reference. A nickel next time I, just... I see you. Really? Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, no. That's a reference? No, 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 no. Make it a dime. It's inflation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Whew. I better pay you soon then because otherwise it's going to be a dollar by the time I see you. It's actually a dollar right now. Inflation's <laughs> out of control. The Ninth Gate, yeah. I don't. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. It's uh, Johnny Depp is chasing around a bunch of scary books. Oh, oh wait. No, no, I'm thinking of whatever. Um, There's plenty of horror movies that are fun. Today, right? So, what isn't that the Arnold one? The Sixth Day. That's the cloning one. Yeah. I'm not your clone baby. You're my clone baby. Blah blah blah. Anyway. And now you've seen the movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> so we should do actually that should be one of our prompts. Your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Okay. You'd, you'd, I mean, we've been t kicking around doing like individual actors because of how prolific they are. So I would or the top do ten Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, there we go. We'll tier list them. So okay. I'd rather do Arnold than Nicolas Cage, that's for sure. So I mean, there's merits to both. It depends. This, like, or do you want to go something that's enjoyable? Or do you want to go so, towards something that's painful? Well, you could get both in the you in do, both yeah. of these categories. You do like damaged people, so I guess you're voting Nicolas Cage. So, mm. nice. all right, I'm I'm reserving. <laughs> I'm reserving uh, right now. My two Arnold movies are Jingle All the Way and True Lies. Really? Yes. I don't think I've like, seen either of those. But why? Then you are in for a treat. Yeah, like I, I mean, kind of expected you well, to take you're the, gonna, the Batman you're movie, pick Predator, and something. Nah, so. Predator's fine, but I'd probably go Terminator. Yeah, somebody's gonna pick Terminator and T two, so I'm getting in some variety here. Good for you. I mean, Ting, that's gonna be tough. Like, are we picking our top two? I, I well, that'll give us a top ten, right? If all five of us are there, so. Well, yeah, but Total Recall was fun. See? Yeah, right. Like, there's a there's a lot to pick from. So, Conan. I mean, somebody, Conan, I assume you would also yeah. pick Conan because you're. Nah, I'd probably be Ben because. <laughs> yeah, Conan just barely had like Technicolors. So, right. Yeah. You know, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, He's actually going to pick. Um, what was the the workout documentary? I'm forgetting the name of it because <laughs> that's the first thing. <laughs> I remember some stills of that that were in black and white, even back to mm -hmm. his style. What was the, uh, let's see. The Last Stand, is that the one where he was like the old cop or whatever? Oh, Kindergarten Cop. How did I just remember? Hey? Jesus Christ. Okay, this is fun. There are so many good Arnold movies. Batman oh, and Robin for the memes. So long. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. So. Pumping Iron, that was it. All right. Well, we've got a couple Around of months worth of movies to watch now on the other other podcast. So not this one. This is just a tangent because we ran out of shit to talk about the Venatory. Hey, we did. And okay. I spared you from our our conspiracy theory that you know is still out there someday coming. So good. Spare me too. <laughs> it was your idea. Was it? You quit bringing shit ideas to the podcast, and then we could spare you. Well, now you need to shame. No, them. because they I get rid of I, them, and then clearly I forget them. <laughs> so then, yeah, right. I am the archive in a this certain, scenario. You were the encyclopedia. Popular, a, a certain popular fast food joint. You don't remember that sin? It's swigging a little <laughs> Burger bit. King. I don't remember the full. Yeah, yeah that's always been watching him for Burger King the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, you're welcome for that. That's a primer for like whenever we remember that's a meme. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we should just call it quits for today. Bye. Bye.